is this really your enemy? Is this the great hero? Is this the great villain that you're so afraid of or that you call guilty or a blasphemer or he's so dangerous? Look at him. He's just a man. Broken, weak, flesh, nothing. What's awesome about that is, and Pilate doesn't really know what he's doing. He's making a judicial point. But when we look at that Jesus, it is a reflection. Behold mankind. That's all we are. That's what humankind looks like, really, in the face of it all. Dirty and sweaty and broken, from being broken, from being abused and misused and beaten by the world, but also corrupted by our own words and our own deeds. We make ourselves ugly with the way we treat one another. Beaten and broken by illness and disease, we are all dying. This pandemic sort of does what Pilate did. It sort of reduces us, doesn't it? And that's good, actually. We pray for the end of this. It's okay for a moment in the face of this sweeping pandemic that we're all just yelling and screaming at one another about. As we're all just hunkering down before a tiny microbe. It reveals who we really are as Pilate did with Jesus. Just a man. We are weak. We are broken. We are mortal. We are not in control. We cannot even extend our life a second. Really. Anything could happen. We are sinners. Behold, mankind. Not pretty. I love the uh, story by Hans Christian Andersen, I think it is, who does the Emperor's New Clothes. Many of you know this. Great one to teach your kids. This proud emperor, of course, could do anything he wanted to do. Very proud in himself, loved it. And he had these fine tailors come and uh, make him some superb clothes. He was told that they were just fantastic. And so these guys came and they made all these clothes, or so they looked like they were, right? Working hard, tailoring, and all these noises coming from their little shop. And they came out and uh, they had the king come out and they dressed him up. Well, they pretended like they were dressing him up. They really put on him nothing as they put clothes upon him. But the king was so proud, so confident, didn't want anybody to know that he was, had made a mistake or looked silly. He went along right with it. Didn't want to look like he was dumb. So he nodded and said how fine those clothes were. And then he walks into the crowds and down the streets, strutting around, showing off his clothes while the whole world realized how dumb he was. That's us. We think we look so good. We think we're so great. We think we're so powerful. We think we're so mighty. We think we're so nice and good overall, really. We invent these images of ourselves. First of all, we have to. If we were to really look at ourselves every day with no sense of forgiveness and just be very honest, it's scary. <laughs> what's in our heads and what we think about what we've done, who we are, and how we are dying. And the devil is that tailor 
that lies and says, you look great, you're fine. That yes man makes you feel good about yourself. Like I said, we, we kind of have to. If indeed it's all up to us, we can't really be honest because that's scary if it's all up to us. Behold the man. And today, as we look to the cross, and we look to Jesus, not just there as Pilate prays him out there, but look to him on the cross. Behold the man. That is the epitome of humankind, that we would be violent, that we would torture, that we would hurt the innocent, let alone shove God on a cross and kill him. Because in the end, we really don't want God to be God. We don't want him to rule. We don't want to do what he says. We don't want to live in our own fantasy that we're gods, like that emperor. And the cross is our heart. Behold the man. Repent. Behold the man. Jesus The beautiful thing about this is, as Pilate parades him out, as he's put on the cross, it's actually true. This is man. That's the whole point of the incarnation. It's the whole point of Christmas. The crucifixion is the end of Christmas. Results. It's the goal. It's why Jesus was born. He took on our flesh to be humankind. And not just the good part, but the wrong part. Paul says, he became sin who knew no sin. And that's what Jesus is. He is, in fact, mankind. He sucks it all in. For my favorite movie uh, now, There Will Be Blood, right? Daniel Day-Lewis, you got to see it if you haven't, talks about how he uh, sort of stole from uh, the, uh, these oil drillers with a straw that went under the ground and over to their property. Same idea. Jesus drunk it all in. He drank all of our sins, every single one, and put it upon himself. Behold the man, Jesus is mankind. He is humankind. All of our sins and our foibles and our mortality. And he goes to the cross alone. And taking it all with him, dies with it. Your sins, dead in Jesus. My sins dead in Christ. People call Good Friday a funeral. It is a funeral. It's a funeral for you. Because on the cross, you died. Your sins died. Forgiven and forgotten by God. It's crazy. It's ridiculous that Jesus would lay himself down for you and for me, but he did. And from that flows out, as John says, water and blood, forgiveness and mercy and life. Behold the man, behold this Jesus on the cross is the worst thing that could ever happen. And yet somehow God twists it around and makes it the greatest thing that has ever happened for you and for me. That knowing that he died for us allows us to be able to be honest in the mirror, to look at ourselves and all our ugliness because we know it's all forgiven by Jesus. And the more we see our sins, actually, the more we see God's love. It's crazy, but it is true. I want you to embrace that today. Feel free to confess your sins because you're speaking to the God who died for each and every one. And three days later, behold, the man rose from the dead. And in him, 
you will rise too. In Jesus' name, amen.